0: Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast, and I'm your host, Gail Thackray. And today I'm going to be talking to a TV producer, Robert Weiss, on breaking into Hollywood, or really breaking into any business. How do you become successful in a career that is especially difficult? Finding Your Sexiness. I'm your host, Gail Thackeray. Sexiness is living your life to the fullest. We interview leaders to find out what is their secret to success. What is that special ingredient that makes you stand out? I'm sexy and I know it. It's great to be back for another episode of our podcast, Finding Your Sexiness. I'm really loving this. Today we're going to be concentrating on some business stuff breaking into Hollywood, being an actress, or really any business, breaking into any kind of career, especially ones that are very hard to get into. And I'm going to be talking with a very successful producer, Robert Weiss. He has a great TV show on the air called Black Jesus, as well as several other shows, mostly comedies. And he's going to be talking to us about his secrets and how he did it. And this was brought up by one of my listeners who wrote in, Jana, who said, I did my vision board, I did my meditations, I wrote my goals, and then nothing happened. I'm still waiting and nothing's happening. What, what am I doing wrong? Well, you know, I hear this quite a bit. And we've got to be more actively involved, you know. We're, Yes, we have a spirit world around us. Yes, we have guides that are helping us and are there and going to maneuver things in a spiritual way to help us to manifest things in our life. But we also need to be actively involved as well. I mean, don't just sit there saying, you know, I want to manifest a car and expect that car to just show up in your driveway, right? I mean, we need to be also hustling and doing our thing and, and doing our bit, not only to be in the physical world, but also to be letting the universe know that we're we're committed we're we're putting out the energy there's there is a certain there is a certain thing about the the getting the energy going even if you're not doing everything you really want to do in the big picture, taking baby steps and at least like showing the universe this is what you want to do. I think that we have a group of of guides, we have our main guide, we have other guides around us, and I think once we set our intention, whether it 's through a meditation or just the thoughts that we have, we're actually We're actually putting out thoughts on a continual basis and so we actually manifest continually although we put out sometimes thoughts that we don't think about when we put out things that we we manifest back, there are negative thoughts but when we're actively manifesting and saying we want to bring something into our life and we are meditating, we're setting our goals, we're writing it down, we're doing our vision board, you're telling the universe these are things that you want to bring into your life. But you can't just sit there at that point. Once you put that out to the universe, your spirit guides are going to try to help you. But they say that they can open like 10, 20 doors before we take any notice. So you might say, um, okay, I, 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 I don't like my job. I want a new career. I want to move out of that. I want to do something different. And you ask the universe that. And then the universe starts to go about bringing you different situations to bring you what you desire, whether it's an object like a car or whether it's an opportunity or information that you want. Our guides start to kind of line up situations for us. And so say you're looking to change careers and that's what you're asking for. The guides may maneuver something where maybe a friend calls up that you haven't talked to in a long time and they say, oh, um, could you help me with something? Which is a big kind of flag from the universe when somebody says, can I have some help? Maybe somebody calls up and says, do you want to do something or can you help me in some way? And if you're like, mm, I'm kind of busy. You know, that could have been an opportunity and you just close that door. Maybe... If you had said yes and gone along to whatever they wanted help with, like maybe, oh, I'm doing a garage sale this week, can you help me? And maybe while you were there, you'd meet somebody. Maybe not the friend that you went to see, but maybe somebody else. Things lead to something that leads to something, and that's the way the universe sets up opportunities. Things come to you, but the universe can't just manifest it out of thin air. It comes to you usually in a way that you believe, so if you asked for something, it just showed up on your doorstep, you wouldn't believe it. You'd, you'd completely freak out, right? So you might believe that, well, it could come if I made more commission at work or if, um, you know, a friend gave me that job or somebody gave me that offer. And so the universe is going to maneuver things to bring things to you in a way that you can believe it. And so they'll start to give you these opportunities, But unless you are really paying attention, you can easily miss these opportunities and say, oh, no, I can't be bothered, you know, I'm busy. And that's a door that you just closed. And then your your guides will open another door and another door. And they say that they open 10 or 20 doors before we finally say, okay, and take an opportunity. And so when you ask for something, you have to be very aware of what you're being offered and what opportunities are coming up, especially when you've just said, I really, really want something. Right away, what opportunities, what strange acquaintances come up? And especially, who's asking me for help? And whether people are asking you or not, start looking, where can I help people? Where can I serve people? Because when we ask for something from the universe, when we ask to be on our career path and we ask to get on our sole purpose. Our sole purpose has to in some way help people. It has to be, we have to be serving and giving as well as just taking. So if we're saying, oh, I want to be a famous actress because I want the money and I want the fame and I want everybody to love me. That's not a very reciprocal way of getting the universe to help you. If you said, I want to be an actress because I love doing it. And I feel like when I perform, I really bring uh, great joy to people. I make people laugh or I make people cry. I move people. And I really enjoy that. Then you're actually saying, I want to serve someone. When you're saying, I want to be a movie producer, are you doing it for the money or for for you know, things that are not really serving people? Or are you doing it because you love to do it and you have a message to share with people? And that message to share with people is going to help people. So you have to think about how am I serving people? How am I helping people? And so as these doors start to open, start looking for how this can change somebody's life. And what we're going to be talking about with Robert is Also, how can you get actively involved? You know, you ask the universe to do something, but you need to also, you need to hustle. You need to show the universe that you're prepared and you're prepared to work hard. And so, you know, Robert talks about starting at the ground up and working his butt off. And you'll talk to a lot of successful people and they'll say that, you know, they started out by really working hard Especially working for somebody, you know, finding a mentor in their industry and working for someone for free or working really long, hard hours or really putting in your dues. And you think, well, am I doing that for the person? Well, yeah, you're doing that for the person that you're working for. But to a certain extent, you're also doing that to show the universe that you're committed. I just read. Michael Ovitz's book, Uh, he was the guy that started CAA, the powerhouse Hollywood agent. And he talks about how he started in the mailroom at William Morris and he worked 18 18 hour shifts and he worked really hard and he, you know, worked crazy time. And this is the kind of thing that's going to get the attention of a mentor, a person that you're working for. But you're also, you're putting out to the universe that I'm really committed to doing this. So, whatever you want to break into, whether it's fashion or theater or building houses or spiritual healing business, don't say, well, you know, I I got my spiritual workshop, I have my certificate on the wall, I you know, I put it out, I manifested to get clients, but nobody's coming. You know, go show the universe that you committed. Go volunteer at an elderly home or a, a hospital or or an agency, or you want to do healing on animals, you know, go volunteer at a, a rescue center. But like really volunteer. I mean, don't just show up and say, I want to do healing because they'll probably think you're really weird. But, you know, show up and, and say, you know, I want to volunteer. I want to help. I want to clean. I want to, you know, do the, gr- the dirty work, do the grunt work. And there's a certain amount of that when you're putting your energy into it, and you're doing it because you love it, and you're doing it to help people. That's when you're really telling the universe, give this to me. This is this is what I want. And it's it's like hustling from the ground up. So the the universe really does when you when you put it out there and you say this is something that I want, the universe does start to show things, synchronicities start to come into your life. And what was funny was today I met with two ladies and I wrote a new book called Running With Wolves and I'm looking to get a TV show on my book. And, you know, I put it out to the universe and... Two ladies showed up that I I happen to go to uh, where I ride where I ride, and uh, my horse is laid up. But I went to see if I could help, and they put me to work. And uh, the the guy said, "Oh, by the way, um, you know that one of the ladies that rides with us is a producer, and another one is at Netflix." And so. Uh, I went and met with them today and had a great meeting. But that's just an example of how the universe kind of aligns things that just come out of nowhere. I mean, who would have guessed that these two women will be, you know, right at my writing center? And I'm sure that is the universe lining things up. So the moral of the story, when you want something and you set your mind to something, put it out to the universe But don't just lay back and expect the universe to do the work for you. Actually get actively involved and say, how can I help? What can I, how can I use my skills? How can I get on my sole purpose to help people and to serve people and to really hustle? Because it's not only for the people that you're helping or working for. It is also the energy of putting it out there to the universe. So without further ado, I'd like to interview Robert Weiss. Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast, and today I have with me Robert Wise, who is a producer, director, writer uh, of Black Jesus. Black
1: Jesus, among other things, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Several other TV shows that you've got going on? Uh, Yes. So tell us about Black Jesus. That's a pretty popular show. You're in the fourth season now?
1: The third season is coming out this summer, they're telling us. Um, We're not exactly sure when yet, but it is completed. So, third season comes out. Um, it was a lot of fun doing it. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what the public thinks about it. You know, it's different than the first two seasons. So, we'll what, What's
0: the premise? for the
1: Well, Bible? it's about Jesus Christ. He's returned to Earth, and he lives in Compton, and he's black. <laughs> and uh, present day, and live action, and it's on Adult Swim. And uh, so, Jesus is there with a gang of people, but he is, basically, he is... Preaching the word to them, but in a way that they can understand. So he he didn't come back a kind of like stuffy, cold, and snobbish from you know from some part of uh, you know <laughs> New Hampshire or something, something that they couldn't understand in Compton. He came to them in a way that they can understand. So he speaks and talks and does the things that they do, but he's still trying to slowly push them in the right direction so it's kind of funny because he acts like they do but he has a grand plan for them so that's what's kind of funny so um, even though um, he kind of acts kind of hoodish but it's so they can understand him so it's a comedy obviously obviously a comedy
0: <laughs> but it has a bit of a serious tone sometimes well oh, it has
1: heart we call yeah. it mm-hmm. it has heart, the idea is for you know they have a little heart moment we want you to laugh like crazy, but at the same time, you know, get a little hard and you kind of do the right thing because our characters always do the wrong thing. You know they're doing the wrong thing, right? And that's what the it, it, the idea is: to do the right thing in real life. So we show you the wrong thing, so you'll know, aha, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. And Jesus knows it too, and uh, so He's just kind of steering them. It's like a lot of people believe that. When you talk about Jesus or religion or something like that, uh, they say, well, you know, well, Jesus, uh, you know, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't do the wrong thing. Or, or people who uh, 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 do wrong things like go to prison and this guy, well, they don't, you know, they don't believe in Jesus. Well, yes, they do. Uh, matter of fact, people in prison play, pray all the time. And criminals pray all the time. <laughs> and people in, who do things that we don't agree with pray all the time. And if you're a Christian, you believe that Jesus is with you all the time, whether you're doing good or whether you're doing bad. And so if you believe that, then you'd have to say, okay, well, uh, you'll be about to do something wrong, right? Now you're a Christian, so you believe that Jesus is always with you. So we figured, how funny would it be if we physically put him there and you still do the wrong thing, <laughs> just like you do like in real life? Okay, real life, you might believe he's in spirit with you, and you do the wrong thing. So physically, it's even funnier. So he's there, he's like, you know, Gail shouldn't do that. And you're like, yeah, I know, but yeah, I'm going to do it anyway, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it funny. Uh, so he's kind of like that. And then sometimes, you know, he doesn't take sides. So he'll help you do that thing, which a lot of people believe. A lot of people believe that Jesus has helped them do things that might not, other people might not yeah. like. So he's there to help you. Um, even when you might not be doing something society thinks is right. Uh, he's just there to help you, period. And that's kind of funny, too. Even though he's still always trying to show you the right way to go. Uh, but, you know, you might not go that way. <laughs> but eventually, hopefully the characters will all eventually see the light, because... Jesus sees in the show. He sees the big picture, the grand picture. He can see the finish line where you may not be able to. So it's kind of funny.
0: (laughs) So, how in the world did you come up
1: with this concept? Oh, (laughs) I came with the idea. Aaron Magruder, who I work with on the Boondocks, I came with the idea. I was doing a show called Sunday Best. And um, I was just doing that show. And then one day in the office, I just kind of, it just kind of hit me that, you know, what if there's this black Jesus a comedy and You know, it was, he was coming, he's hanging around you know, people in the hood and trying to teach them what to do or whatever. But, of course, they wouldn't pay much attention to him. And it's kind of had a basic concept. And I went to uh, Aaron, who's my boss, and I, I was working on the Boondocks an animated series. And I pitched it to him, and he's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And so basically I kind of, like, signed it over with him, and then I stayed on as executive producer and helped write and all this stuff. And that's kind of how it happened, and it just kind of hit me out of the blue. It's just like, let's do this. And I was lucky enough that I could pitch it to Aaron, who then turned around and pitched it to Adult Swim, and it became a show. So there you go. And then we got lucky, and we found uh, the actor, uh, Slink Johnson, who's who amazing. And we kind of kind of lucked out with that, because very few people could play Jesus and get away with it in a comedy way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not many people could pull that off. Uh, I, I really can't think of almost anybody outside of maybe maybe an Eddie Murphy or a Richard Pryor could pull something like that off and be believable at it and and Slink can do it. so kind of. Kind and
0: then of, didn't you uh, meet your wife on the show too?
1: I did. I did meet my <laughs> wife on the show. Um, i um we cast her, and um we didn't really talk much in the first season, but after first season was over, we started talking, you know, just that kind of like how you keep in touch type talk. Producer would, would uh, talk to all the actors to keep, but we kind of hit it off in between seasons. And then by the second season, I would say we were a thing. And then, then we got married after third season.
0: Oh, wow, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And she's up for an Emmy right now.
1: Uh, she's up for a daytime Emmy, uh, The Young and the Roofless. So, yeah, so she's very excited. Oh, yeah, wow. Very excited. Fantastic. So good for her.
0: So, how did you get to be so successful? Oh, I mean, we we're talk still about getting there <laughs> People think it just kind of comes and you're lucky. Was it a lot of hard work?
1: Well, yeah, sure, it's always hard work, but um, and it's always luck. Uh, I call it labor under correct knowledge look <laughs> so you work hard under correct knowledge that's luck, and you <laughs> make your own luck. That's what I think so um, that's what I do but. There's all kinds of ways I mean there's many ways to skin a cat right as my dad would tell me uh there's more than one way, you know, so um yeah, hard work, but it hard is not great, just you want to do just work properly, work smart, and I do believe that um, you get a lot of your your best work done inside uh and and kind of do you most of your work inside so and that would be like um. Just sitting down and writing, if that's what you need to do, if you want to be a producer or a director, just do it. Like Nike says, Nike's right. Uh, That's really actually what Nike is saying, which maybe is why they're such a powerful company. Uh, Just do it, it's extremely powerful.
0: Just get started. Just Just put put pen to paper and get your ideas down.
1: Just just like you do with your books. (laughs) Just do it. And don't worry about if it's going to work or not, you'll make it work. And that's the biggest key is if you're a writer or anything that you do, I think, uh, or you want to be a lawyer, you want to be whatever, a doctor, just, you know, then do those steps you have to do. Just do it. And if it, if it turns out like, ah, I can't stand this, that's fine. Then you've done it. You know where to go. But the hard thing is probably
0: not, not really the writing it, more, you know, getting somebody to believe in it, getting somebody to do it.
1: Yeah, uh, that's true. That is the trick, isn't it? But the key is don't worry about it. Uh, once again, just do it. Don't worry about it. I think that you invent everything in this world. Everything's about imagination. Uh, you're sitting here on this couch and all the things you've, you just thought that up. Okay? Your whole career, you just thought it up.
0: We, we manifest our you, lives. You just made Absolutely. It
1: work, didn't you? Yeah. So. I just make stuff up too right and everybody does you know Wall Street's made up everything's made up and then we turn it into something that's you know that we can some density that we can have a tactile thing with but I think that uh, uh, the key is your imagination is very powerful no matter what you want to do so use your imagination and just do it and believe in yourself in here and miracles happen
0: now have you always been like that as a kid
1: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't believe in yourself as a as a kid,
1: not that much, yeah, uh maybe more than some, but um,, yeah, I don't know you you grow. I mean, I wish I had believed in myself sooner, but you mm. know, it just didn't happen that way, so I think everything happens in this right time.
0: did you always know you were going to be in the movie business?
1: uh-huh, no, i didn't um i it, I did it first when I was a kid, and then by the time I got to college, I had forgotten that because the real world has you know now it's the real world so i'm going to go out there and to go to college and make money so i did that and it sucked <laughs> so i couldn't stand it so i went back to college and then uh from there i started interning in the television station and that's when i said oh yeah this is it yeah this is what i want to do and um, then then i kept going from there but um I guess I just got a fear, or I let people, I listen to people tell me that being in Hollywood or being a producer or creating shows or whatever is impossible.
0: And did the education make a difference, or it's really more about being an intern Mm -hmm. and getting to, really getting the experience and working Getting the experience,
1: but sometimes you have to have the education to get the experience, you know, but not all the time. So I don't think there's a a set way. Uh, There is the logical way, sure, go to school. But I would recommend interning that way, or some kind of something like that, or PAing or something, so you can kind of learn everybody's job, so you'll know which one you like. So um, I, I interned, and then um, I, you know, the bottom of the barrel. But the cool part about the bottom of the barrel is you get to see what everybody does. So now you can pick and choose. Oh, I don't want to do that, Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> do that. Oh, that's okay. Then you get to figure out which way you want to go. And then once you've seen which way you want to go, then go for that. And I always, the bottom of the barrel is, is really, really good because you can see everything above you and clearly and say, like, okay, now I know where I want to go. And so that's, because that, when I first got in, I thought I wanted to be something else. When I got it, but uh, started into, when I got interned, I was like, oh, no, 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 I want to do that. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. That's awful. Did I you really have, want to be a producer.
0: Did you have any mentors? Anybody particularly that you thought
1: really you mm. oh, oh, you or? mean like people I didn't know, sure, on television. But um,
0: not people like people you interned for. It was more people on television. Yeah,
1: a lot of good people around me, but no one... I didn't work for anybody who wanted to really do what I wanted to do because I worked in a television station. Okay. So um, I wanted to be a t- television movie producer like TV shows, right? Back in the day, I wanted to be more of a movie producer than a TV producer. Now it's not the case. Well, a <laughs> I try lot... to be too TV than... Well,
0: TV is like the hot thing right now. I mean, TV's all great. the all the actors are doing TV now. TV's so great. It's like great.
1: Hot market. TV's great. I love TV. TV's a lot better to me. I, I'll still do movies. Don't get me wrong, but I love TV. TV, I get the long form. I get the well, really getting to the characters and the story and. It's much more fun to me than two hours, even though two hours is great. I'm knocking it. But, man, I love to give give me five or ten hours. It's great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's fun.
0: So we're talking about finding your sexiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finding sexiness is not just about the way you look or how you act. It's about you know being successful, living living your dream and doing mm-hmm. what you really want to do. Sure, so sure. so what do you think sexy and what's your secret?
1: Well, uh, I think sexy is just being yourself i think when you're your true self you're your sexiest that you can be so don't be someone you, you're not i think uh, a lot of times you'll see people like you remember the uh in seattle they had the grunge trend yes movement. absolutely yeah. that's because those people were just being who they were so they became very sexy and they made grunge sexy right because that's just who, who they were In in the golden age of Hollywood, those people were all classy. Well, that's who they were, and they made that sexy. I think each generation just just be who you are, and then you make it sexy. I don't think there's this a formula sexy. You know, just be who you are, and no matter who that is, whether you're tall, fat, (laughs) it doesn't matter. You you see fat people as sexy as as they can be. You you know what I mean? It's because they're being who they are. And passionate about what and they do. And passionate, yeah. Because they're passionate because about it, I think, naturally, because that's who they are. Uh, it, it, you know, and it's not fake. And I think uh, your subconscious can kind of tell when people are faking it a little bit. You yeah, know I mean? absolutely. So I, I think that's the key to, to being sexy, I think. this good nerds. Look, nerds are sexy now, right? <laughs> because, But, again, they're being who they are. And they quit hiding it.
0: And you're picking actors, so you're picking people that are going to have charisma, hmm is, is it something you're looking for when you're choosing casting for your show? Well,
1: well I guess if, as a producer, once the casting director is, you know, is, we looked at the tapes and they, we, they're they sitting down in front of us, it is people are looking for the it factor. Well, I'm just a fan at that point because mm-hmm. when I'm sitting down in front of an actor, I'm waiting for them to hit me with the it factor, too, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> so uh, they sit down in front of me and they're like, I can feel it just like the person on the screen can feel it at home or, or in the theater, and I can see it, just like they can. So um, you can't really necessarily tell that from a picture or whatever, but uh, you can on, on camera or when they're in front of you. And when they get there, I'm just looking for uh, A, who's right for the part. That's number one. But, and if they're going to become a big star, sometimes I can tell because I get like, uh, I don't know what it is, but...
0: They've got that magic it. They've got that charisma.
1: Don't know what it is. And it doesn't have any boundaries. There's no type. Again, it doesn't matter gender. It doesn't matter about uh, uh, culture or color or male, female, size, good looking or not good looking. doesn't matter. People. It's that
0: thing. It's that special magic charisma. It's
1: something coming from inside those people.
0: Exactly. And that's what I like what you said, inside. It's coming yeah, from it's
1: inside. coming from inside those people. It has nothing to do with the outside. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Because like, society will say, oh, that person's not attractive, but one of the biggest stars in the world. And yeah. you love them. Yeah. And the other person, you will see someone who's just gorgeously beautiful. And you're like, mm, Yeah. <laughs> you know or, or vice versa you just don't know isn't it I, I it comes from inside and I, I i when i sit down in front of people that's all i'm looking for i'm not trying to judge them i'm just trying to feel it you know i'm just trying to feel if they're right for the part and if they have the it and then I'll, after i'm done or whatever we cast them and say yeah you're going to be a star as long as you keep your head about you and don't get consumed in the craziness you're going to make it big and I've been able to do that with two or three people, and they made it big. <laughs> and they cool. were like nobody; like they didn't have any money or whatever. And then now they have you know, tens of millions of dollars. And it takes a while for them to get a call back now, but but, <laughs> but not when I met them, they didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you've got you said three other shows
1: well, coming yeah, along in the works. Shows. Yeah, I'm pitching those shows right now, so I'm in various degrees of meetings and this, that, and the other, and negotiating, so we'll see.
0: So you do writing?
1: Yeah, uh, I create the shows, I write them, so I'll, I'll do a treatment and I'll write an outline and, and a script, mm-hmm. a pilot script, because right now I'm doing TV. Uh, so that's what I'll do and uh, that's how I'll go into a pitch meeting uh, to sell it. So I'll have all that ammunition. Because sometimes they, 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 they definitely want the treatment, uh, which will consist of the premise, uh, storylines, characters, that sort of thing and then um, I'll have an outline of the pilot um, in just case they don't want to read the script yet Uh, and then of course I have the script to back it up Um, that way it depends on who I'm pitching to how much time they have what they're interested so
0: when you're going in and you're pitching a script Mm -hmm. what is it that's going to make them buy that script because it's not just reading what you've written right there's a do you have the it? Do you have the sexiness when you I go in? I don't
1: know. You know, that's a good one. I don't know. I think, um, yeah, they have to believe in you. And a lot of times what I'll do, too, I, I, uh, if you're trying to sell a show and you, you haven't sold one yet, or you say, oh, i got this great idea, whatever, and you're not Steven Spielberg or somebody, right, let's say, um, then uh, say, say you're me, uh, a good idea probably is to go ahead and partner with someone producer who does have the it or the heat behind them to get that that job done. So I'll partner with like Aaron Magruder or somebody like that or whomever. I'll get a big producer partner because um, the main thing is they have to believe that you can get the job done. That's number one. So even if the story is good, they're like, yeah, this is great. But I don't know if you can do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got to make sure that they're actually going well, to Or I don't know if delivered. I want to
1: work with you. Yeah. Because Hollywood people like, you know, it's, it's some kind of glamour thing. People like working with who they like to work with or who they desire or wish they could work with or whatever. And also they want, want to get the job done. So I know I can do the job, but they don't know it exactly. So um, who knows? Maybe they do know it. But I like to go in with a solid partner that has a big name and... Even if I have to do all the work um, or something like that. And then the next time around, until my name is big enough, then they'll say, okay, he can do it. And that's what I would say if you're starting out selling shows. Get a producer, the partner with you that everybody knows and who likes your project. And will sit in that pitch meeting with you. And the two of you pitch it together. Yeah, you're going to have to give up some of the money, but it's worth it. Um, and uh, plus, you could maybe benefit from the experience of hopefully the person that you've you've, been, you've uh, partnered with. So that's the best way to do it, I think. Um, and then the networks will believe in you and give you the money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you then you can be have whatever you want. Yeah, they
1: can finance <laughs> the show, and you can get it done. Uh, and uh, then you learn all this stuff. But um, that's my formula for selling shows for right now until my name is big enough that you know I don't need come in with some other guy. <laughs> but
0: how did you accept failure? That must be difficult, especially in well, Hollywood. There's a lot of rejection. It's like anything
1: else. just um, like auditioning for an actor. You're going to get rejected a lot. So just get used to it. You know, that's life. It's not anything personal, so don't take it personally. That's what I would tell you. Just go in. There. It's okay. You know, just go in there and um, just do your best. And you've done your best. You know the story. You know what you answered their questions. That's fine. That's it. Leave it to the rest of the universe. It doesn't matter. Okay, if they don't like it, that's fine. That means you're going to find something better. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry about rejection. It does anything. So um, I would just say, uh, pitch it as much as you can until you, you know, and believe in yourself, believe in your project. Somebody's going to get it. Uh, somebody will pick it up. Uh, that's what I see So uh, don't worry about rejection. It's like an actor. If an actor worried about rejection, it's not going to last long. You know, it's like a baseball player. You know, you hit, you get you hit three out of ten, you're in the Hall of Fame, right? It's like you're in the Hall of Fame. You're the greatest of all the time, right? If you get three, if you're successful three out of ten times, well, in our business, if you're successful one out of ten, one out of a hundred, you could be in the Hall of Fame, right? You only need one uh, to this to get there, right? Necessarily. So, anyway, I um, uh, just keep going. Don't quit. No no point in quitting. just keep going that that was that's what I would tell you.
0: You sound like you're very connected like you get inside That's right too yeah <laughs> do, you, right. do you practice do you do meditation or Meditation
1: anything? yeah, definitely meditation um and whatever other spiritual something I can do for the inside because again, the work is done on the inside. people think the work's done outside. people think that the blessings are coming from out there. I don't think so. I think the work's done on the inside, and um, I don't even like using the word necessarily attraction because I know the law of attraction has been a big word now for ten, fifteen years, and that's cool if that's how you see it. But I believe all everything comes from inside. I don't think you're attracting; it. I think it's coming from in here, and I think you're, you're manifesting. You're creating you're, it. you manifesting better. from within, right? So if you if it makes you Feel better or visualize better if you're, but I don't think you're attracting it. I think you're creating it. Okay, so um, so you you publish a book or a TV show. It's coming from out of here. I don't, and then I, once you have laid down the rules from in here, then all this other stuff here yeah, has to just manifest. I think you know, so. So what, Keep, are these other, what are these other shows that you've got? Oh, I can't talk about those yet. Can't <laughs> <laughs> talk give, us, about those. give us a
0: clue. Comedy, drama? Uh, I can tell
1: you comedy, sci-fi, drama. Cop show. Oh, you're going to mix it it's, up it's a little a bit show. then. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, that's something else Hollywood was like, well, you're not, no one can actually do that. I, yeah, I can, actually. I can do that. Um, I write comedy now, whatever I came out of, uh, reality shows, you know, you do what you have to do. Uh, my heart is probably more into, um, well, I love comedy because I can do it, something really funny, right? But other than that, I love drama and sci-fi. I just love it with a passion. Uh, but um, And I write it easy. It's easy to write. And I love going through the adventures of writing it, you know, breaking down the you know the the acts and so on and so on and getting everything right. So I enjoy that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and... Cops, dramas, everybody loves those, you know, so I have that. Sci fi, I love with a passion, and comedy it's just. But everything I do has some meaning to it. Uh, even like Black Jesus, everything people think, oh, that's whatever, it's funny. It's not. It, it, it's pro Jesus. It's not religious. It's not pro religious, but it is pro Jesus in, in a way. Uh, but it, it is something just to get a heart feel for. It. That's all I'm trying to do. Good. Oh, yeah, feel good about. I mean, whatever you believe in, but just feeling good about what you saw, or the story and got kind of a laugh out of it. The shows I'm doing uh, right now, is like same thing. I'm trying to get just a a good feeling. I don't want to preach to anybody. I just want them to walk away with, oh, really? You know, think about it and feel about it, but don't preach to them. Entertain them. Make them laugh or make them cry or whatever, but give them a little something. And something they could take, something some. Some form of truth. That's what I'm trying to give them. Uh, Even amongst all the crazy entertainment. So they walk away with something and and maybe it'll help them in life. That's the whole point. I
0: love that. Love that. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, well, thank Thank, you so much. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. Appreciate (laughs) it. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, that was great, wasn't it? And I really think what Robert had to say really can apply to many different careers and businesses you know especially ones that are hard to break into and obviously i think that you know training and going to university and you know getting your qualifications absolutely but there's a certain amount of just kind of life experience and i think that is equally if not more important And I think, you know, some of the things you brought up, finding a mentor in your industry that you're interested in in working with and seeing if you can help them, work for them, even if you're working for, you know, not much pay, you're interning, you're doing it for free or you're doing it for minimum and working really, really hard. And that when you're doing that and you're putting out the effort, you're not only impressing them, but you're impressing the universe. I think that works for, you know, every career and, and really just, things in general that you want and I love what he had to say about actors about what is that charisma what is that special it that you can't always put your finger on it you just when you see it you know it and that's part I think of being on your sole purpose of finding your sexiness is that it that comes out that shines in you and and like you were saying you can look at somebody it doesn't matter whether they're you know whether they're male or female or you know what they look like it's that it that thing inside them, and I think it has a lot to do with when a person is really committed loves what they're doing this is this is a sole purpose they're really into it when they're absorbed in what they're doing. And the process of it. And not really caring what other people think. And this goes for anything you do. When people are more involved in whatever is their purpose. Whatever is the thing that you're doing. People are interesting when they're doing the thing they're doing because they love it. And in many ways it helps people. And I think when you are doing that thing, when you find that thing, and it's about loving what you do and not so much about the money or what people think and you don't care about that anymore, that just that involvement and and having that concentration on what your sole purpose is and loving it and doing it because you love it, that's when that it comes out. That's when that sexiness comes out. That's when you really shine. So thank you guys again for listening and uh, love to hear from you. Love some comments. Please um, comment on the video, um, send me an email, drop me a line and, you know, give me some notes what you'd like to hear on our future episodes. And we've got some great other things coming up. So until next time, go out and find your sexiness.